BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I'm Graham Ledger, and this is a special edition of The Ledger Report. At its core, this case today is one with allegations like so many of our white-collar cases. Allegations that someone lied again and again to protect their interests and evade the laws to which we are all held accountable. As this office has done time and time again, we today uphold our solemn responsibility to ensure that everyone stands equal before the law. So this Alvin Bragg says he has a solemn responsibility to attack Donald Trump. Alvin Bragg is a, not the only, but he is a Pontius Pilate of our times. Alvin Bragg is attacking a righteous, now political figure, an icon. Donald Trump is an icon of this country. Donald Trump is a successful businessman, as much as they want to say he's not. Donald Trump is a billionaire. If we measure success in dollars, then he's done pretty well. But he's done pretty well for us. And so, just like Pontius Pilate, Alvin Bragg is out there saying, well, he's just doing his job. He's just doing what the people of New York elected him to do. He's just doing what the people of the Empire State want him to do. But in fact, what he's doing is repeating history because we've seen history now over the centuries under the auspices of, quote, doing what the people want, attacking those that threaten him. Donald Trump threatens Alvin Bragg and threatens Hillary Clinton and threatens... Um, all of the Marxist Democrats, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Gavin Newsom, all of them are threatened by Donald Trump because Donald Trump stands for many things, but he stands for America, he stands for freedom, he stands for Christianity, he stands for the Constitution, he stands for tens of millions of people, freedom-loving Americans, and that is a direct threat to Alvin Bragg. So Alvin Bragg is not the Roman emperor in this hierarchy. He's down there at the Pontius Pilate level. And in a sense, he's washing his hands of this situation because he's just saying he's following the law. He's just saying he's doing the people's work. Well, it was Stalin who said, show me the man and I will show you the crime. You know what that means, right? It means 
that I'll find something that this person did wrong to sentence them to whatever I want to sentence them. And in Stalin's case, he's one of the greatest mass murderers of the modern era. And so he found many men during the so-called Russian Revolution and during many other periods during the USSR's existence, he found many men to fit a crime to, affix a crime to, and kill them. Tens of millions of people died under Joseph Stalin. And so, show me the man, and I will show you the crime. This is what Alvin Bragg is doing. It's not the first time in the history of the world that this has happened. But it's happening right now, and it's happening right before our eyes. And the parallels for this to be happening during Holy Week, as a Christian, you should be aware. And I want to give a disclaimer, and maybe I'll have to give this multiple times. All right? I am not saying that Donald Trump is on the level of Jesus Christ. What I am saying, though, is that history repeats itself. And Matthew 5 tells us, Blessed are the persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Think about that in the context of the history of the world. Blessed are the persecuted. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. But blessed are the persecuted because of righteousness. There's a modifier in there. Donald Trump is righteous in what he is doing for the American people. Jesus Christ, of course, holy and righteous for what he went through as our Lord and our Savior on this earth. And I want to go into that in just a moment. But as you start thinking about these parallels, and I'll go into a couple of them, think of, think of the previous prosecutor as Herod. Herod didn't want anything to do with Christ, right? Kicked it back down to Pontius Pilate. Well, the previous prosecutor in Manhattan said no. And, of course, this new guy comes in there, says, I'll do the dirty work. I'll do the dirty work of the people of New York. The majority of New York hate Donald Trump. Why? Because he stands for everything that they are not. Freedom, liberty, the United States Constitution, America first, smaller government, reigning in an out-of-control IRS, reigning in an out-of-control Department of Justice, on and on and on. They love that stuff in New York. The majority does. And so, what did Herod and Pilate do in New York? That is, Alvin Bragg and the previous district attorney. I guess it was Cyrus Vance Jr., Well, they let Barabbas go on behalf of the people. They left it up to the people. And the people said, let Barabbas go. But give us Trump. Who's Barabbas? 
Who's in New York the most prominent criminal who's not convicted, who has a permanent residence, main residence, I believe, in New York? Well, that would be none other than Hillary Clinton. Give us Clinton. Give us Clinton. Let Clinton go. But we want the pound of flesh out of Donald Trump, and we're happy about it. There is nothing happy about this Easter, not just because of Donald Trump, but certainly that adds a little spice to this Holy Week. When people say Happy Easter, think about it. There's nothing happy about Easter. It's a very, very solemn occasion. And it's something that you ought to consider on Easter Sunday. When you go to church, consider that it's not happy Easter. This is a very, very solemn, history-making, history-changing, history of the world-changing, altering moment in the history of mankind. It wasn't pretty. But the masses, the masses are largely ignorant about what transpired on the cross. The masses are largely ignorant about what's going on with Donald Trump. There are mi millions of Americans who are cheering on what's going on with Donald Trump. And I hear some people say, well, this is going to be the final straw. People are really going to wake up because, no, they're not. You're living in fantasy land. This is the eternal struggle. This has been going on in the history of mankind, the recorded history of 5,000 years and probably before that. It is a in the Garden of Eden. It is a struggle of good versus evil. That's what this is. Good versus evil. And the United States was founded upon good and biblical principles. Christian biblical principles. The New Testament. And if you're founded on the New Testament, then you should believe two things. One, that you love God, God with all your heart. And two, that you should love thy neighbor. You don't need Ten Commandments. All you need is those two. Think about it. You're not going to rob somebody if you love your neighbor as yourself. But the Bible, the New Testament, also teaches us that ignorance is a sin. And we're never going to fix this country and stop attacks like we're seeing on Donald Trump unless the ignorant are no more. We're never going to fix it. You know, some say ignorance is bliss. Well, ignorance is a death to America. And if you believe as I believe, it's a sin. There are too many ignorant people in this country. But you know, as Christians, I believe that we're also ignorant. I think that we're ignorant on many levels about what Christ did for us and the amount of suffering that he went through on Good Friday, on that cross, but before the cross. And so I want to share with you a study that was done. It's an eye-opener, and it's graphic. So I'm just going to warn you, it's graphic. And they, they came up with an artist's rendering of what Christ looked like. So I'm going to get to that in a minute. So I'm just giving you a disclaimer right now.
but it's something that all Christians and non-Christians alike need to hear. In 1986, the American Medical Association published an article titled The Physical Death of Jesus Christ. It details the entire process of Jesus' trial to his death on the cross. And it's not pretty. Luke 22, before Jesus is arrested, it is written that he was in great distress and was sweating blood. Although rare, it is recognized today as an affliction caused by high, high levels of stress. Of course, Jesus endured whipping, but it was so severe that it tore the flesh from his body. He was beaten so hard that his face was torn and his beard ripped. That crown of thorns, two, three, four inches long, cut deeply into his scalp. The leather whip used to flog him had tiny little iron balls and sharp bones. The balls caused internal injuries while the sharp bones ripped open his flesh. His internal organs, his skeleton, muscles, veins, and bowels were soon exposed, which causes major blood loss. Most men, most mortals, would not survive this kind of torture. But he did. And after Jesus was severely beaten and flogged, of course, he was forced to carry his own cross while people mocked him and they spat on him. At the time, crucifixion was considered the worst death for the worst criminals. Crucifixion, a process meant to instill excruciating pain creating a slow and agonizing death. Those nails, they were probably eight inches long, they guess, driven into Jesus' wrists and feet. And the Roman soldiers knew the tendon in the wrists would tear and eventually break, forcing Jesus to use his back muscles to support himself just to breathe. Imagine the struggle, the pain, but also the courage that Jesus endured for this reality for three hours. And so this is what the scientists estimate what the body of Christ looked like after that beating. It's an incredible, incredible thing. Gospel of John writes that after Jesus' death, the Roman soldier pierced his side with a spear, and not just blood, but water came out. This is the weight that Jesus carried, the weight of the sins of the world, so that we all can live, and live forever. Jesus' or God's wrath is fully satisfied through Jesus Christ, his Son, our Lord. Today, Jesus is God among us, right? Jesus is our Savior. He went through this spiritual and physical punishment for your sins and mine. And when you truly understand this and what he went through, truly understand what he did for you and for me, you understand 
that there truly is no greater love. It takes, uh, it really takes a couple of moments to let that sink in. And as you do so, realize, again, I am not comparing Christ to Trump, but realize that there are some strong parallels there. And also understand that today, in modern America, Christians, Christianity is under assault. It wasn't designed to be this way when America was founded, but this is the reality we're living in. The Constitution is under assault. And when the Constitution is under assault, then Christianity is also under assault. The two are forever linked. And those who don't understand that don't understand what this country is founded upon. The country is founded upon Christian principles. And it is those Christian principles that give Muslims or Hindus or Buddhists or Jews the ability to practice their religion freely in this country. But it's based on those Christian values and those Christian principles. And so when the Constitution is rejected, necessarily Christianity is rejected too. And wrapped in this, symbolically and not so symbolically, is Donald Trump. The attack on Donald Trump is a proxy attack on you. You know this, right? It's a proxy attack on you. Some wild theories out there are circulating like, well, the Democrats are doing this on purpose, so everybody will rally around Donald Trump. He'll be the nominee, and they'll be easy to defeat him. This is cuckoo. They hate Donald Trump. There is a visceral hatred of Donald Trump among the Marxist Democrats. All of them. Look on social media. Look on Twitter. You know, Elon Musk has opened up Twitter to both sides. And the attacks on Donald Trump, on Twitter, other social media, are abhorrent. People are clapping. In California, and in Chicago, and in New York, they are clapping. They are happy. They are spitting on Donald Trump like they did on Christ. They are mocking Donald Trump like they did to Christ. The parallels are deep, and they are real. The Pharisees, it's the Pharisees really that said, crucify him along with the people, right? The Pharisees hated Christ. Who's the Pharisees of today? Well, how about the never Trumpers? Think Chris Christie. Those are the Pharisees. Chris Christie's out there. He might ostensibly defend Donald Trump a little bit, but in his heart, he's happy. I don't know if he's defending him at all. There are plenty of so-called Republicans out there who say, well, if you did the crime, you gotta, you got to do the time. <laughs> Imagine, that's probably what they said in the time of Christ. Well, he, uh, he was a blasphemer, so he deserves to be crucified. Guarantee you that was said. Guarantee you. Those would be the Christian rhinos. <laughs> i got to have some joke in all this, okay? Who are the disciples? Who are the disciples? They're us. They're us. We're not disciples of Donald Trump, but we certainly are his supporters and his followers, and we understand the big picture of what's going on here. They want to destroy Donald Trump. The disciples knew 
that Christ was being targeted and targeted for destruction. 2,000 years plus later, here we are. Donald Trump targeted for destruction. Remember, this is not the only case brewing out there. We have a DOJ investigation, which is a nonsense investigation, but they're going to come at him. I know they will. And then we have one going on in Georgia. Electioneering, trying to overturn the election. This is nonsense. But it's real. And it's happening. Who's Judas, by the way? Who's Judas? You know the answer. It's Cohen. David Cohen. A guy on one hand got paid by Donald Trump was a loyalist, so-called, even in 2018, only to save his own skin, I know that, wrote that the payment to Stormy Daniels was not a campaign contribution, which, by the way, is part of the foundation of this case against Donald Trump in New York. So you have Cohen saying that it's not, in 2018, not a campaign contribution. Now Cohen's saying it was a campaign contribution. Total Judas. And the people cheered back then. They cheered the death of Christ. They cheered. And they cheered in New York. And they cheered across the country. Oh, what a glorious day, says Stormy Daniels. And the rest of them. IQs, I don't know. Crucifixion. the unending legal assault against Donald Trump. Have you ever seen anything like this in your life? Operation Crossfire Hurricane, Mueller, abuse of power across the board by the FBI. Uh, impeachment number one, phony. Impeachment number two, phony. And now post-presidency, they just can't leave him alone. They have to attack, 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 because they know that he's running for president. And is this election interference? Of course it is. But they want to destroy the guy. They don't care about election interference. They want to destroy Donald Trump because if they had to destroy Donald Trump, they're going to destroy you. Christ died for our sins. Donald Trump, he's doing this for us, folks. You know he didn't have to do this. You know he'd rather be out there on the golf course on the fifth hole putting for birdie, right? You know that. The weather in Florida is pretty good. He doesn't have to be campaigning across the country. He doesn't have to be subjected to this. He doesn't have to fight, but he is. Why is he doing it? For you. Christ died for us, for me, and for you. Yeah. God so loved us that he sent his only son, John 3.16, right? Today, Trump so loved this country that he's giving his all. But remember... Remember the big picture here. 
Remember all that I've said and piece it all together. Donald Trump is most, the most conspicuous part of an effort to destroy this country and beat you down and destroy you and strip you from what remaining constitutional rights you have and beat you down so that you abandon God and you abandon Christianity. The numbers of Christians and, and people who go to church and believe in God are plummeting in this country. John 15.20, John 15.20, if they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they persecute Donald Trump, they will persecute you. This edition of the Ledger Report is on its way. The Archives Library of Congress, thank you for listening, thank you for watching. I'm Graham Ledger, and remember, evil can only prevail when good is silent.